0: Welcome to the Original Vegan Business Talk with myself Shane Jeremy James where I discuss life-changing business advice with vegan companies who are making a true difference in the world. Hey everybody, welcome back to the next episode and today our guest is Sarah Ann Hogan and she is the founder of Vitalist and uh I'm just going to let you kind of explain a bit of your background. How did you Cliff notes of what you're doing a little bit before this and how did you get into what you're doing today?
1: So uh, my name is Sarah Ann Hogan, and I'm the founder of Vitalist and we call it Vitalist Superfood and that's our website, vitalistsuperfood.com. And I'm a 25 year plant-based chef that's worked all over the world with celebrities and tech CEOs. And um, in 2017, we launched this official version of Vitalist. And uh, we launched in San Francisco, a test kitchen out of a gym. And we had um, multiple revenue streams. And from there, we kind of launched a hub and spoke model in Los Angeles. And then uh, it was COVID. I got cancer. And I had chemo. Sorry to hear that. All at once. And so um, I had to heal up from that. And because of that, I went to the Mayo Clinic in Minneapolis. And I was actually really fortunate that in six months, I turned my health around. And I think it's due, in fact, a a large amount of it is due, in fact, to the fact that I had this wellness background and I'm, and I do this, these food programs and this cleansing diet. And, um, really our whole brand is focused around, uh, products that are overall like a cleansing product. And we just recently, um, have done vitalist 3.0 in Minneapolis. And we're rolling that out here. We have an e-commerce, um, which is shelf stable snacks that include CBD products and gluten-free, dairy-free, free plant-based vegan products. We have um, drinks that are in local locations such as the Four Seasons Hotel, People's Organic, um, French Meadow Bakery, Forty Fourth and France in Minneapolis, and um, we're we're working to get into the airport coming up in the next few months, and. Um, That's kind of a quick cliff notes, organic, superfood, elevated nutritional cuisine is kind of what we do in a summary.
0: That's cool. So when did you start the company?
1: So um, Vitalist started in 2017 in San Francisco. And prior to that, we had like a version of Vitalist called Wellness Avatar that I was doing business as for over 20 years, where we had little refrigerators and private client delivery, um, we did things in offices in Silicon Valley, worked on film sets in LA. So that was the, that was kind of the foreground of it. I launched Clear Cafe in 2010 in Bali with my friend Brett, and that's still going. But so the, these kind of like items that have that are made their way and navigated into Vitalist currently um, came through this long history. Um, but Vitalist itself is 20, started in 2017, and we're now at 3.0.
0: Cool, that's awesome. So, what's been a couple of your biggest challenges getting up to to date to where you are?
1: Well, so much of it has been really R and D, um, and these various launches that weren't quite, that were like a little scattered and not quite right. And because one of the biggest challenges is really like, I have a lot of products. I'm a product creator, and and like really like shrinking it down and deciding like what. What do I not let people have it has, right. been my biggest, yeah. has been my biggest challenge. And then also the education behind it, because um, we are cuisine, but we're cuisine that is educated cuisine. It's elevated. cuisine. It's right. more expensive than other products. It's all organic. It's symbiotic. It's good for the gut. It's good for the microbiome. Um it has a bigger story we have drinks that look like juice but they're not juice they're blended food um we have liquid really? nutrition i we like that food um so you see it and you're like i have juice i know juice and it's like well it's not juice the fda even declared it not juice um so so really being able to get the the story behind it in right. the front, front is very difficult because you're seeing a drink on a shelf and you don't have time to go yeah. like this is um, a blended drink that has oil and fat and it breaks the blood brain barrier and is absorbed through your lymphatic system and um, brings hydration back up instantly. And um, our shizzle, which has like schisandra berry and hawthorn berry that benefits the heart and the kidneys and the liver and the brain because it has ginseng. Like those things aren't first and foremost, you're just like, Oh, here's a, here's an expensive drink or here's an expensive right. cracker. And, um Like our crackers, for example, we make a chia flax chip and it's uh, essentially ground up um, flax seeds, hydrated chia seeds whisked together with what I would call a soup, which is sort of like a gazpacho. It's vegetables, oil, salt, water, spices, blended down into a liquid, mixed into this and then dehydrated into a cracker. So you're kind of eating um, a blended soup that's crispy. You know, so right, we're doing sure. things that are like that are new. Um, yeah. So again and again, elevated nutritional cuisine, vitalist superfood. You know, it's like it's and and even like understanding like which word comes after vitalist? Is it is it raw? Is it is it vegan? Is it superfood? Is it right? Like how do we tell the most complete story in one word? So right, like, yeah. The challenge of telling the right story so that people actually understand what they're getting because it's, yeah. It's, it's different than any other food on the market right now.
0: So do you think you're trying to start a new category or are you fitting into a category?
1: We are our own category, really, because we take from a little bit from different things. Like we prefer to use honey. And although we have vegan items, honey's an elevated superfood and elevated nutrition in itself. Um, it doesn't age. 3,000 years, you can use honey on a shelf. and Yeah. Right. Um, it's a magic food, but it's not vegan and vegans are upset if there's honey and maple syrup's a good food because it has, um, it has a lot of minerals in it and, right. and dates, dates are a nice food because they're actually a fruit, but then they're a disaccharide sugar. So they spike insulin levels. So, and, and the honey we use is from a tree and it's got a lower glycemic index. So there's just like these funny things where, where we don't really fit into the vegan category completely. And we're and when people often think of a superfood, they're thinking like, oh, I'm going to go get a powder. I'm going to get this thing that's on a list. But actually, we're symbiotic nutrition, where we make a bigger whole out of something. Where we are using superfoods, but we're making it a. You can't improve the apple, but if you put the apple with the lemon and you put the oil and right. the salt, and honey in it, now you have this complete electrolyte balanced food. So right. on that level, where we are improving upon the apple. And how do you tell that story? Um, and make it you know how to tell the story is i think the age-old age-old challenge in anything is like how do you tell the right story how do you be the perfect writer and how do you write it poetically so it's like maximum impact with shortest amount of words right uh, where it can land and people get it and yeah but so we essentially are kind of our own category and we're not quite sure how to get that story through with one word and um like right now one of the challenges is i'm on the seventh website iteration because what i care about is that people can go to my drink and they can click on the ingredients and every ingredient is a superfood and then you can click on shasandra berry and find out like oh it's a deep purple berry that benefits my liver and my kidneys and so this drink has more benefit than than a, a juice that looks that color that maybe is made with beets and carrots and whatever else it might have in it uh, we're not doing that. We're using chassandra berries and hawthorn berries and rose hips and hibiscus, and we're putting them together to make a more complete vitamin C food. That's you know benefiting your liver and your kidneys while you drink it, and it tastes like Kool Aid.
0: Right. I like it. I mean, that's that's amazing, and you're right. It's super hard, uh, you know, to 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 break out a new category and right. and and to be able to start talking about it. Uh, it's one of the hardest things to do. I mean, when you get it right it's one of the most beneficial things that can be done, but it's also by far the hardest thing to do because you're right. You've got to consistently be able to tell the story, uh, you know, and it's almost like you're really in the education business also. Right. Right. right? Like it's, yeah.
1: And we do have, like, even in our business, we now have categories. And, you know, our main goal is to roll out fresh, which is essentially a a sweet greens concept. Right. Where we use, like, our, um, Paleo pizza crackers, our chia flax chips, our cabbage shell tacos, our nori collard wrap. And then you pick your base topping like our walnut mushroom meat, our pesto, our alfredo sauce, and you put your toppings on that. And then you get to dress it. And then you get our finishing seeds and nuts. And and like that's that's our ma- that's one of our big goals. Uh, but So that's our like fresh concept. And then we have our packaged snacks, which are like all these really delicious gluten-free things that you can get in boxes. And at home, you can like put the topping on and add your favorite toppings and be able to assemble it at home. So like, that's also important for us that people can, that don't live in a city where we might have this concept can get our snacks so they can do it themselves at home. And then we have CBD as well, where we make some of these snacks that have like CBD in it. So you can like actually- our unicorn balls you can take this and like work out and have this experience so like we have categories even within our own even within our story like to try to make it a little bit clearer and, and helpful for people to to do you know understand yeah it's a little separated out
0: right so so do you um how, how, were you guys self-funded did you guys do raises are you in seed rounds or how did that, that all start
1: we're about to do a real ra- ra- um a real raise. So um I'm still I'm a still hundred percent owner of the company. Right. I've um I have raised friends and family capital um yeah. and um in a fairly significant amount um, for the R&D phases we've been in. Right. We have 156 standardized recipes and um 100, I'm sorry, 156 standardized products. Wow. um and it's closer to 300 recipes standardized um weighed out nutritional uh cost cost um handled and data data on how things move and how we've been able to sell them and that was done with um one of my clients invested a significant amount of money over the course of five years and we have uh, another convertible note from um a a, a an industry leader that's um, been in the organic field that has franchises and also was able to have an exit on a CPG consumer package, good brand of bread. So um, I have those two convertible note investors in my company. And, um, and we are about to go into a raise where we're looking to raise closer to two, two to $7 million. Right. Um, point 2, 2. four ideally to into into the three categories: one into the CBD space, one into the CPG dried snack space, and one into the fresh
0: launch. Right makes makes sense, yeah. Because I mean, what you're doing is a, a heavy capital intensive type of business, right? So you're We're not
1: hardware. We're essentially yeah. hardware.
0: Totally, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, how long did it take you from idea? to finally conception
1: to be honest like i would say when i was um 24 or 20 maybe i was 25 i'm now 46 um when i was 25 i started thinking about a cafe okay and then um and then i started doing like little products to people and i could never find a name that began to tell the story. So I did business as wellness avatar for many years, but that was more like what I felt I was, a wellness right. avatar on the planet to spread wellness and help people find ways to become more well. I taught yoga, I did these cleanses, I studied under doctors, I studied under chefs. I, And so I was doing that and I couldn't find my place in it. And then I launched Clear Cafe and I was a little bit more confused because I thought I was a raw vegan. And Clear Cafe had fish and beans and baked goods and and I got a little confused. And I went to film school and so right. And one day I was working out with um, a trainer that had a business called The Performist, and that, somewhere in the moment he was like, "Vital, vital, vital, vital," and I was like the vital list, the vital list, the list that's vital things, the A list of what's vital, the vital li- And it came to me that day and, and it was in perfect timing because I had been sharing a commercial kitchen where I was producing my little um, basin jars of wellness avatar drinks for refrigerators yeah. and clients. And that day somebody had put a meat product above mine and there was a little blood that had dripped down on the, on the jar. And I thought I can't be here in this situation. It's, um, it's compromising what I'm doing. And that day I found a gym and that day the name came and like, it all just kind of like, was like time to move it to vitalist. And, um, it's been quite a journey you know, um, and a lot of trial and error and a lot of, um, experts that have been on my team over time. I was really blessed. And I had a co-founder for part of this. Um, she's her name Corva and she, um, She was in packaging for Apple and Amazon new products and then at a design firm. And she did this on the side and helped me sort of come up with some of the modular packaging and some of the original brand ideas and some of the brand story and the hub and spoke model. And so she was really intricate in working with me as a really as an advisor, co-founder in the beginning phases of this. And um, she, you know, her job is just very big and important and she gets to travel a lot and she's very busy and um uh, but she was really intricate for the first like prior to Vitalist even launching us planning it you know right um, this, yeah three years of us trying to figure out the name trying on c-sharp trying on different things and we're right. at Vitalist in the first three years of that going right
0: yeah. wow that's a, that's amazing good for you because it's a big undertaking you know so you you're you know you're from conception till now till you know so it's exciting exciting times for what you guys are doing and and what you're doing and I love the product and 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 everything like that what do you what do you think uh what has been personally one of the biggest challenges for you personally you know because it's been quite a uphill battle to start building something of you know of this magnitude
1: yeah, I would say um, there's like five things that I could say. You know, the first one yeah. I would say is trickled in money. So people have invested right. in me, but they trickled it in. And when you trickle in money, you're nickeling diming yourself on projects, yeah. and and you can't ever attract talent. Yeah,
0: I sticks. agree. I agree. And yeah. So
1: like like the people that I really needed to stick wouldn't stay. They would help out. They were contractors, so that was difficult. And and then you're like um you're like okay I can you know you can't buy in bulk um and then and you're like you you don't really get to have the right location um you can't hire the brand expert to like you know bounce these ideas off so I've you know leaned on different experts in different industries that weren't quite you know like as advisors it's it's like so like, for me, it was like, just kind of like always having this like little carrot come in and it's like, okay, I can do this one extra thing or, and right. then, um, I think the, the, you know, like if we go to like, what was the ultimate crazy challenge was that, um, I signed a lease on February 22nd, went to Egypt with, um, a friend who was, uh, on a, on a, on a spiritual retreat to take possession of my restaurant in Los Angeles on March 12th. Which was the day the NBA shut down, and we um the this, the this, uh, shelves went barren on the 13th of March, which was the second day I was in possession of my new restaurant, and then you know right when we raised a million bucks or close to it, seven hundred fifty thousand or something, I was diagnosed with cancer, and wow. a pseudo friend was gonna be like take over the you know stand in my role from arizona and didn't show up and like i mean you just name it and we boarded up six times i was wow. I was holding on by a thread but we were holding on to the space and finally we just dropped it and like letting that go and like and we were in a place where we were about to roll out fresh and turn this and melrose went from like this chic place to like a very different vibe people yeah. stopped eating and going for to pick up food we couldn't get press, even though we had a PR person because nobody was showing up at businesses or accepting packages right at the beginning of COVID. Right. So I mean, it was like the perfect storm of everything wrong. Um, but what we did, which is like kind of interesting is we really buckled down and standardized everything. So like right. there was one, this the silver lining it is, like right now, my data my data is like tight. Like we know what things cost, we know how to adjust them. We have nutritional panels. Um, we made, you know, we trialed and errored. Like, how does things go? How do things go in packaging? How can it, how does the shelf life hold up? We seal it. How many should we shrink the ball size? Did, so, like, we got to do all of this because we had the space to do it. And although the money didn't go towards where we wanted it to, it did go to to complete development. And we right. have a very, very highly developed product products at this point in time. And we have, I think we have a really good strategy. Uh, So this is exciting that, I mean, we really only, we rolled out um, in four shops, drinks, November 1st or second, I think second, we rolled out drinks and shops. And last Tuesday, we launched Uber Eats with with a very limited menu just around the Twin Cities. And our e-commerce is almost set to go. We did Roll out a small box for um, the holidays, and we're gonna roll out in the, our next Valentine's box, and then now our packs are coming out uh, beginning of February. So this is getting—it's like coming up.
0: Yeah, I see yeah.
1: A China study book on your shelf. Which what one? The China study book.
0: Oh yeah, great book, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very interesting book, isn't that? Um, so. Honestly, uh, your story and your journey is, uh, you know, just just amazing. How where are you at right now? Like, are you at? Do you have employees right now? Are you very very lean? Do you outsource? How are you running the business right right now?
1: Um, right now, I I'm in the kitchen as well. Right. I'm in the kitchen. I'm on the computer. I'm the sales team. Um, I do. I'm blessed to have a really good sous chef. Um, named Aaron and he just brought in his his two chef that he's worked with um, when he's been an executive chef uh Kira and so I have those two in the kitchen I had um I have a person that works with me that does graphics um and sort of works with the behind the scenes web developer um Tom Sato he, uh he's a friend of my my um, good friend who's a startup attorney I have lots of excellent advisors um right. I have uh I French Meadow, um, Steve Shapiro and Lynn Gordon are really high on my advisor list. Peter Meehan right. from Newman's Organic is one of my advisors. Um, so that's uh we have a we have a franchisee, a franchisor attorney, and my brother's a franchise, my stepbrother's a franchisee attorney. So right now we're running really lean. Right, yeah. Everybody's nearly a contractor.
0: Right. Um
1: and, and, um, we're, we're building, we're building. Yeah. yeah. So we're building and it looks like we might be able to get a, a brick and mortar, um, actual sit down space soon. So not just our commercial kitchen. So that would be really exciting. Yeah. And I, I mean, I was blessed this week. I had a couple people come in that are from local press, just really impressed by what we're doing. And so it looks like we're going to get some news and some local press going. So that's, that's exciting.
0: Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. What would that, yeah, what would that brick and mortar look like?
1: Yeah, I think it'll be, a. it won't be, it won't be the final and, um, uh, based on our, our our funding right now, it won't be the, um, sweet greens of the raw community yet, but it it will be something in between where it's a menu that has what, what the stable menu would be. So when you, um, these like these places like chipotle even now it's like subway for example you've always been able to walk the line and create your own subway and now they yeah. have a staple menu so we will it, essentially we'll roll out our staple menu which is like paleo paleo pizzas like a pesto paleo pizza macadamia pizza, uh, um the uh the asian fusion wrap our our zucchini pastas our Mexican tacos that are made in cabbage shells with walnut mushroom meat. So it'll be a menu that's like that, where you just actually get to pick the thing or superfood salad, um, but you don't really get to create it yourself.
0: Got it. Got it. So, it's so a hybrid.
1: It's one more phase of hybrid.
0: Right. That makes sense. And is your plan to franchise those eventually?
1: Yes, we we are interested in franchising licensing deals.
0: Right. Yeah. So yeah.
1: We are, we are after creating the chipotle or sweet greens of raw food and, okay. and, and and sure. essentially it's elevated nutritional cuisine. We have some, there's a little bit of cooked food in it. There's a little bit of um non-cooked food in it. Uh It's really special food, honestly. It's unique.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. I like the con- concept. I grew with the, I brought the curves for women franchises to Canada so I grew with that franchise, and that franchise grew to a four billion dollar company in ten years. People didn't know that. They didn't understand the growth in that company it was so big.
1: Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Good work. yeah
0: yeah, yeah, it was a good good ride. so um so where do you see your company in the next 10, fifteen years? Are you looking to build an exit? Or are you looking to build an hold? or you know what's your kind of whole goal of where you're trying to go with it all?
1: Um, right now, it's super important that I keep the container held as the CEO, so that it doesn't um, that it doesn't get run off the um, the the intention of it, which is full cleansing food that's um, ethically sourced and down the line everything I mentioned organic, non GMO, um, right. in its in its in its raw enzymatic form. Uh, so, however, I would like to become remain the creator of products which is my passion and um attract through the building of this um somebody that that is like a Howard Schultz or a, yeah. a Mackie that knows how to scale companies like this yeah and, and 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 then you know a general mills that wants to take over and move our our gluten free snacks and um you know beverage companies that want to move our shizzle and our things in a way that you know that 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 works for the company so i'm interested in how to attract people that really know how to to really scale and move these types of businesses but first at this point in time it's how do i get it how do i get it in its right integrity launched properly across these platforms and um and and the big one for me is fresh in airports and across the globe where people can get the food and, and where these hub-and-spoke models are created locally and in co-packing facilities, essentially, where things are made locally. We're not shipping it all over the country. It's made locally. It's brought into the place. It's in the airport. It's in places where, especially like on an airplane, you like ride on an airplane and you're like eating this food. It weighs you down. It's like, who wants that? Like, you want something light, yeah. energizing, fresh, That like, you know, yeah. uh, vibrates your body, you know, like that yeah. hydrates you while you're working. You're, losing hydration and changing elevations and things. So that, or, you know, that people are able to be on, um, regeneration diets and cleansing diets and recover from illnesses such as cancer. Like I did in quick amounts of time and bounce back and energy and the stamina. And, and, um, yeah, so my, 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 in my heart of hearts is that I want, I really want to make this available for anybody that wants it. And, um, and, some of it is the stuff, being able to get people the dried snacks and the shelf-stable stuff so they can do it in their house, getting people the cleanses that are online on videos so they can do it in their house, and having the the food concept available so people don't have to do it in their house. They can have somebody else do it because it's a lot of work. What we do is not simple, easy. You know, it take, you have to be committed yeah. to have a healthy diet um, and 100%. do it in your own house. It's, it's a commitment. 100%. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. I like that, and I like what you said before. You know, I, I think that a lot of entrepreneurs aren't self-aware enough, and and being self-aware enough to know, like, okay, you know, I, I can get the business to here I can structure it. I can get it, you know, a little stronger. So maybe I have more leverage for when a big boy or a big girl comes in. But I also know that you know that person's the person that I can bring in that'll you know, uh, scale it and then and, and drive it to that next level. And I'll do this part, you know, and I don't think a lot of entrepreneurs look at that at all. You know, it's like, you know, we all have better skill sets at certain things, right? And where do you, where do you shine? And, you know, who else, where do you have to plug some people in eventually, you know, to take over that, right? So.
1: And, I, and that kind of goes back to that question when you said like, what's been a challenge? And it's really that we've not been able to launch the proof of concept, that matches what the business needs to do. And the funny thing I think about an entrepreneur that isn't often considered is that when you put something out into the world as the as the CEO or as the, as the container holder, the business becomes its own entity. And it's my mm-hmm. job to support the entity. Yeah. And, and watch what the entity wants to do. And like I like I essentially work for the entity and, and and, you know, I'm a component of it. Um, but sometimes people are like, you know, they're like, oh, I own this. And it's actually at the end of the day, you got to be like watching. what does the business want you to do to make it do what it can do best? And and so one of the challenges, like the biggest, probably real challenges besides like my own personal crisis in the middle of the crisis or whatever was that is that I haven't been able to probably have the funding at once to launch what the business wants to do for its best fit you know right So i'm hoping that that funding comes to be able to really launch this fresh concept because it's it it's really it's really spot on and i understand that for sure and everything else that we do in it will shine in the face of it you know done right Right,
0: yeah that makes sense how about uh, online, social media, content, marketing? Are you guys making a big play at that right now? Or are you just more uh, focused on other things right now? Or where, where, what's your, your kind of goal with all that area right now?
1: Uh, you know, to be honest, uh, every time I talk to somebody, they're like, well, everyone has contra- contradicting things. But I think the biggest thing is that um, it might work and it might not work. It's kind of what everyone says. like they i'm often advised that the amount of money i would spend on social media marketing isn't going to be the play um for the for what i'm looking to generate so what i'm doing which i is really my marketing strategy is i'm placing drinks and snacks and third-party businesses that have my clientele already built in right um, again like the four seasons coffee shop they, these are my clientele um the one challenge there is for example they um aren't open on the weekend so the people that are around the around the us that understand this like in california and new york that understand more of what I, my product is um, aren't having access to it cuz they're not open on the weekend um but but again like this is my biggest marketing strategy is actual product placement inside businesses that have right that share my clientele locally and um, gaining the momentum that way. And I, I'm sure we're gonna move into more of a, and then we have, we have a little bit of an email marketing strategy and I'm yeah. sure we're gonna go into a marketing strategy once some of this is ironed out and we do have like a clear, yeah. like the packs are ready to go and things are ready to go. And and there's there's a good range of what, what we're marketing and how, like even our website has been like a challenge because we have a lot of fresh products that are available locally. But right. we can't. how do we divide the website up so that yeah. those that want to ship don't because we've had a lot of abandoned carts because they put the drinks in and they can't check out
0: right yeah
1: can't check out Problem. if you have the can't check out with the drinks we, we can't ship the drinks right now and they're in glass bottles and it's too expensive for us to do so like now we're finally dividing it now i'll get back into two stores we're on like the seventh website <laughs> but yeah. So again, a marketing strategy right now is third-party placement.
0: Right. That makes sense. And yeah. We're and really. I, mean,
1: at I think airport location. If we get the airport location in Minneapolis Airport, I think that's going to really make it useful for us to do more marketing.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I, I agree, and I think for you guys, it's uh, you know, it's in, in the end too. It's your your content will become a lot of an educational content on social, and you know, like you doing stuff like, okay, my strategy is I'm going to go you know, talk on a hundred podcasts or I'm going to bring, I'm going to do my own podcast. I'm going to bring on the people that I might think might be good investors in my company or the connections to them and interview them to get in back doors and stuff. I think you're going to strategically make that play. And then you just get top level content to keep putting out there, but you're good on camera and can talk. So I could see you going up this type of route to build brand uh, to position, to be honest. Right. So, um, so did you ever feel last question did you ever feel like just giving up did you ever feel like holy crap like i've gone through so much there's so many ups and downs like man i don't know
1: i was in the hospital working to be honest i um i got on the plane on my fourth round of chemo when i was like advised not to like be exposed to potential illnesses and i closed the company there and drove my own plants home and brought my chefs and rented a loft Um, (laughs) you know what? I don't, I, I, I'm in a long game, like Steve Jobs, like John Mackey. Um, I, I did not, I thought I would be successful faster than I was because I was successful when I wasn't successful. Like I was, I was, you know, I funded the first, I funded my business in the beginning. I, I, I had $200,000 set aside and I funded it. And, um, and, and Clear Cafe worked and it's just been a per- perfect storm of not the right conditions that right. I know as soon as we can get. I, I th- There's moments like, for example, when some employee that I really liked quits <laughs> where I'm like, so I should quit too, you know. And that only lasts like minutes, it's just a little emotional, but um, right. it's hard. I, I you know, I, I'm not on an easy path. And I don't know any other path I could possibly be on, right? but like, I've thought about it, like even like, you know, after having cancer and being sick and like, who wants to bring up the stress and who wants to go, you know, and, and I'm in a business where everything is nonstop every day, no matter what, will be more, we need more money. We need more clients. We need to sell more. We need to open more. We need to, you know. Save more. Yeah, we cost right, more. Yeah. more. We need yeah. everything, every day is more. And um I'm okay with it. Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: I'm, I've been non-traditional my whole life. I took yeah. I took on the raw food path when no one knew what it was. I studied right. shamans, you know, like I, you know, yeah. I I've gone for it. And yeah, and I it paved away in Hollywood even. Like I was working with celebrities, traveling around, keeping them thin, right. making them fat, you know, whatever it was I was supposed to do like I did yeah. that I went into tech companies and had to you know break in and get rid of M&Ms and move into like here's chocolate covered almonds you know like start right yeah and and put chisel on the counter and be called the wizard right. you know <laughs> yeah something i enjoy and i, I think i always want to be a product developer and right. you know it might be easier to get hired by general mills and develop products for them or something but i like this and and i have something that you know i've I own everything I've done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I
1: and feel a little bit here and there. You know what I mean? We take a little bit. From yeah, of course. Interested. And, um, you know, we beg people to get in, interested in our, in my business. And it's a little, you know, a bit of that. But for the most part, um, I like the hustle of it. I like the creativity. Yeah. Of it. I like the stress of it. I like the right. chaos. Um, I like the getting organized of it. I, I like yeah. to, get to talk about it. Like solving problems, right? Like finding problems to solve,
0: you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, you're a true entrepreneur, you know? And I think that, you know, when I, I talk to other people and I'm just, I like that. You know, I'm a true entrepreneur. I, I, I mean, I just can't do anything else. It just doesn't make sense to me. I've been doing this forever. And, you know, there's times in my life where, you know, all my cousins and everyone went to school and had careers and were making decent money. And I was living on nothing because I was trying to build a business and put everything back into the business and, you know, and, and consistently and stuff like that. Uh, But I wouldn't, I wouldn't do anything else uh, because it's just like you. I I just love it. It's just such a passion of mine. And I always tell people like, honestly, if you're going to go into entrepreneurship, you better love it because it is a damn tough thing to go into. And you have to learn how to do many hats, so many hats in a business, right? It's not like you're getting in yeah. and being like, oh, I'm just going to be the chef and I'm just going to chef. Like you have to literally start learning all these different components that you never thought, man, I, I didn't think I was ever going to have to learn this and then I have to learn this, learn this and then learn this and then learn this. And you're like, holy shit. <laughs> right?
1: Oh my God. I've had to learn so much. And I think it's funny because I was a volleyball player in high school. And, um, and actually in junior high, I got on the ball, vo- I got the high on the senior team, but you know, as a volleyball player, you have to be on your toes and you have to be willing to move into a section, which you weren't planning to be in. You have to be, you know, ready to hit the ball. You have to be willing to dive. You have to pivot. And I think, you know, as an entrepreneur, you have to be willing to pivot and know how to stay on your toes and watch what's going on and think yeah. a, little ahead, a little bit ahead and, um, you know, I, it's it's interesting how all of life prepares us for our next moment, and everything we were thinking about really is like shows up in our in our face. And you know, it does. So it's cool that you're an entrepreneur too, and that's that's probably how you came to start this podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, this was just another one of my ventures. You know, of course, I've started a lot of different businesses and stuff like that, and this was one where everybody, you know, I had quite big fall, you know, decent sized followings online, and. I've been vegan for a long time and, you know, 20 years and, and everyone kept saying to me, you know, you don't talk in the space very much. And, you you know, you've spoken on stages of 5,000, 10,000 people before and you've done stuff and you just you're quiet in the space. And I said, well, I got so much other stuff on the go that people don't see. I'm trying to run a company and back end businesses. And, you know, I'm good at operations and I'm good at scaling businesses. I'm good at people. So I'm like, you know, I'm good online. People see this fun stuff. But. I mean i'm good at the part that really builds businesses in the back end where it's boring and it's you know nobody sees it and you're sitting there creating systems and programs and processes and you know not have I mean? you know it all right? Where we're like i'd way rather be spitballing on a podcast with great people like you all day long more right um but yeah and the podcast was you know i wanted more positioning in the in in this space so i said to my team Uh, all right, I want to do 100 podcasts in the next four months to get positioning. And we got massive positioning in the market. And I built relationships with biggest people in the industry. And I connected some of the biggest people that made the biggest deals now. And you know, I just knew, I guess, kept saying to my team, look, bottom line, if we connect with a hundred to 400 people in the next, you know, seven months, of course, great things are going to happen. It's a no brainer. Right? Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have to say one of the things I am most proud of is I switched up a lot of my products in the last bit of time. Like our unicorn balls had honey in them and I just switched it out with maple syrup and it's just as good. And now it's right. vegan. And, and I, yeah. I really feel good about that because it really you know it, it really allows me to 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 give it to the vegans you know right. and uh, yeah and it and it was just such a small little switch and it and it's still just as powerful of a food as it was with the honey and um and now it just it, it's available for everybody you know and That's and great. I, I like that about it so yeah I, i'm making a lot of those changes right now because right. I, Where, where in my drinks, some of the drinks are like really designed because of the way they're designed to have honey in them. But for the most part, I've moved almost all of my stuff back to being vegan, and uh, which I which I feel really good about. And you know, uh, all of our food is vegan. All of our Mm. food, Um, with just exceptions on desserts and drinks that that are for key reasons on the way they digest that we're using honey. So I feel really good about all of that, and then we're also very particular about where we get the honey. Like we had beekeepers in Oregon, and we draw we have it driven down to Los Angeles and San Francisco, and um because of how well they take took care of the bees and things like that. So yeah, I'm 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 really ethically driven by what we do, and and again we don't really actually use corn or right a lot of these things that are like killing bees. Yeah. Uh, because of the way they're produced and what they're doing to the ground but yeah no no, no we're completely non-gmo and all that so that's
0: amazing thank yeah, you, you for reaching
1: per- out to me i'm so like i feel so honored to be on your vegan podcast and
0: oh thank, thank you. you i'm yeah, gonna send you
1: a package if you send me your email package at your at your disposal I,
0: I want it i want it i see you know i said to my team the other day i said well, one of the benefits that I got to start this podcast—if nothing ever worked out— a lot of them send me their products, and it's super good all their products. So I said, "Hey, I just want—I just went there, right?" So you know, um, yeah, I'm I'm awesome. Want to so try and stuff like that, and and uh, I, you know, I just I love what you're doing. I love your entrepreneurship. So I'll send you all my contact information. I would love to get to know you more because you know obviously it's probably areas that I can help you guys in or connect you or you know, do whatever oh, I, I can to, yeah.
1: Anything. to try trying
0: yeah, to try and yeah, help you guys.
1: We're really trying to push forward the raw vegan thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which there's not, a, there's really not many, um, franchises that have been done that way. And, and to make it available everywhere, I think is super important.
0: Yeah. I like that. And obviously me coming from that space and stuff, I've always, I still like the franchising space. I I still do. I, I, uh, you know, I, I like it. I did, you know, I mean, our art you know we, we were like in the 1% of the most profitable in our clubs and you know the thing is is the one of the reasons for us was because i just built everything differently right our customer experience was I mean, you couldn't even touch it. You know, you couldn't. A, a woman didn't come into our gym and and sign a contract. A woman came to our gym, and then after she left, you know, there was a celebration, and then she got something mailed to her in the mail with a free book, and then she got a video from me welcoming them. and They got like, I mean, the it was just to another level, right? And everybody didn't know why I won so big, and I'm like, because I took care of the people at a different level.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, and, and and that's really like when we have more resources, we would love to have like, and I'm, and I'm like, I met with two ladies last week and I think we're going to put together like their coaches, their right. cleansing coaches. And so like, we're going to put yeah. some video content together. where like the cleansing co- coaches are like helping walk through these cleansing programs because, you know, and they can just like download it because it's right now it's like, you know, to be able to reach the people, it's easier to have some video content, like podcasts, like you're doing and.
0: 'cause
1: I can't huge. get to everybody anymore. Like
0: I I yeah. just can't. It's true. I mean, video content, honestly, it is the key and and video content for 2023, 2024 is going to be everything because video content is only playing to the algorithms right now of everything pretty much. I mean, we're even even we just chop up videos like this and we put out like little 4-second, 7-second clips they're just winning the algorithms getting traction all day long that maps back to our longer form content and our brand exactly. you know so it okay. yeah you know i mean we can talk too because i can to help you you know just kind of show you what we do and how we really do content oh, and social anyway, anyway you want to
1: help me i would love it
0: yeah let's we'll follow up i'll send you all my info and we'll do it now are, off- this-
1: are you in canada
0: yeah, I'm Van. I'm Van- Vancouver, but I'm in the states. Lots for business. So now that we're opened up again, and we can fly into the states again, right? So, yeah, I
1: mean, I go into Los Angeles. I go into Miami. I'm here. Like, it would be fun to meet you in person too. Yeah,
0: yeah. Or let's if you do wanted it.
1: to come to Minneapolis, obviously, you're welcome.
0: You know, it's funny. We have an Minneapolis- extra loft.
1: We have an extra loft that has yeah. our business stuff in it. That has a place to stay.
0: Oh, that's it's cool, you know, it's funny because I haven't talked to him for a long time, but I see him online. One of my old friends um and I forget the company. I grew up in a small town in Canada and he married a girl and 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 his her dad has a massive company in Minneapolis and he runs it all now. and we see each other on Facebook all the time and stuff, right? So um I was kind of thinking about you. maybe I'll reach out to him and and tell him who you guys are and who knows, you know, Minneapolis
1: cool. and yeah. maybe you can visit.
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. That's, yeah, I, I definitely will think about that. So I appreciate that a lot. And maybe right? we so, could do a
1: little event here or something. Because we yeah. have this private dining loft. Um, right. To do like party, private parties and classes and stuff in.
0: That, yeah, that would be, yeah, no, no, that would be, gr- you know, that would be great. Because I actually have two, you know, a little bit off the, off the record now. <laughs> We're now kind of just talking business on the podcast, but that's good. People can hear this, you know. So like through the products oh, do that you, I you the whole
1: podcast running this isn't like you don't cut it this is the no podcast. i don't cut it i don't <laughs>
0: even cut it at all not a chance right yeah, we are. You know, yeah it's funny because often people say that to me and i'm like do you understand how many people would email me like hey can you take this part out do you think you could take this part out and some people gosh, do it yeah. some people some people do it like they send me and they're like well, do you think you can edit now? If it's a big one, and maybe like they said a company name that they shouldn't have—that's their supplier. I get it, right? But sometimes they like watch it. And they're like, hey, I said they no. I mean, they're like we're deleting the whole thing, and I don't mind doing it again with you sometime. But I'm not—we're not editing out because you said a line wrong that you didn't like, right? <laughs> yeah it just is it. so actually i'll talk to you a minute when we finish here so where can everybody find you guys at uh website social medias all that social type media of stuff. we're
1: at vitalist superfood on instagram um vitalist superfood on facebook uh twitter's vitalist food uh and our website is vitalist superfood.com vitalist gets you there as well and vitalist.store is our online but it, basically vitalist superfood takes you everywhere you look up vitalist superfood You can find us.
0: All right, cool. Well, this has been a great conversation. Everybody, make sure you go and check her her out and check out their company. Obviously, they're doing super good because there's lots of people from the U.S., Uh, that watch this, probably more than from the U.S. than Canada. Also, you guys, make sure you follow us at actionsofcompassion.com. we got our Compassion Kingdom. Uh, That's our big community from around the world where we go out and help the homeless, uh, raise money, give out free jackets, make hundreds of sandwiches, all that most of you guys have seen our shows on that. So go out and sign up for that and connect with us everywhere from around the world. We all got to work to change the world together. Thank you, everybody. Till next time, live your life with compassion.